Welcome to Beyond This Earth. This is Novin Hollaback. That's Hollaback. You can't keep a good man down, and you can't keep a good Twitter handle down, such as Guru Gothic. But my goodness, what a week it was. And especially when Bloomberg came into the debates and looked like a deer lost in the headlights. Oof, that was bad. That was bad. We're going to talk about the coronavirus in the next segment. Not looking good. Really not looking good, actually. But guess who is looking good? The man called Bernie Sanders. MSNPC went through tirades. Watching Bernie win Nevada. James Carville talking that Carville spiel. The reporter's going like, um, it looks like um Stalin running for Bernie Sanders with Biden at second place. The gloves have gone off for the Democratic Party. Bernie Sanders is the leading candidate for the presidential nomination for the Democrats. After the debate that went after Mike Bloomberg, he's still going to spend the money and all the rest of it. Some others are saying that um, Bloomberg was put out as a way to go after Trump since it seems like they're going to try and broker the convention in Milwaukee and try to screw Branders out of everything and possibly either put sent, possibly put either, um, Klobuchar, um, Warren, uh, or Buttigieg as their nominee because they don't believe that if, and if by chance, none of them make it through, then Bloomberg has a last-ditch opportunity to put into the nominee for that one. And it is going to be absolute chaos in that particular place. GM, the car company, has closed down their holding plant and close down that Taiwan plant. This is somewhat related to what is going on with the virus. And so most of their production has been moved over to China, as it were. And unfortunately, with the issues with China right now, nobody working because of coronavirus, We'll get to that in the next segment, but it is pretty bad. Like I said earlier, other news in that particular moment, um, Roger Stone is going to be in jail for the next 40 months. It's a three-year sentence. They also commuted, this, but Trump has also commuted the sentences of 
Rod Blagojevich, who was in a situation where he got caught up in a lot of other things, and there were some other strange pardons as well from Mr. Trump of a lot of white-collar criminals. Excuse me. <clears throat> Of a lot of a lot of white collar criminals that got uh, into that particular thing as well. So So in other particular news as well, uh, Clint Eastwood is for Mike Bloomberg. Uh, Republicans want to go against Trump are opening to vote for moderate Democrats but they just won't vote for Sanders so it might be very possible that Tulsi Gabbard might get a chance she's still in the race they're looking at her they're saying well does everything right but we don't want Trump it's crazy Tebow said he already be known for saving babies than to win Super Bowls. This is dealing with abortion in this particular case. Harry and Meghan. Queen doesn't own the word royal. <laughs> what is going on with the royal family? Really? What is really going on? Pierce Morgan follows up with, who the hell they think they are? Well, family breaking apart. Speaking of Pete Buttigieg, right now begins overhauling the intelligence offices. He's a Trump. He's a Trump loyalist, uh, and he's also in the LGBT community. So we got a bunch of women. In the services such as the C as the CIA, NSA, that particular thing, and now overall intelligence offices are now run by someone in the LGBT community who is a Trump loyalist. We'll get to the other issue concerning AI in a few minutes after near the end of the show. Over in Germany, we have an issue concerning with Germany as it seems to me they're caught between two extremes or in Germany Germany's party is mired in crisis it's Herkel Merkel and the Germans don't look good on that side Trump has flipped the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals over in San Francisco with a lot of interesting judges also being set up but of course the big news right now of course as you have seen in the last two days few days good ratings one of the highest ratings ever for a debate and then Sanders winning Nevada in dramatic fashion now the front runner Looking forward to Super Tuesday 
And once Super Tuesday hits and them delegates go to Sanders, half of them will go to Sanders. Some of them will go for the South. Biden will have the rest of that part. It's going to lead into broken convention. And we got Boogaloo number two in Milwaukee at the fur forum. It's going to be absolutely crazy, folks. It really is. It's really going to be crazy. Um, some issues that happened earlier, regular, um, uh, how shall we say it? Um, they're still looking for the two children that were missing with their mother. Um, they're still doing all their things with the entertainment industry. I want to talk about that today. We'll do that in the second segment. But it has to deal with esports and it has to deal with baseball and the whole thing with the cheating scandal in baseball. We're gonna discuss that and why it's related to esports and why it's related to the video game industry and why it's related to a whole lot of other things as well. And we're also going to talk about just a little bit of something that happened with the news last week, this week, concerning um the gun-toting girl in Ohio State and how she got hounded. So we're going to have that situation as well and all the rest of it in that particular sense. So that's pretty much the news. We'll be back. We will start with a thing that we did. You and y'all motherfuckers ain't shit to dream. And it really does deal with, <laughs> how should we say this? Sims and their culture and all the rest of it. We talked about this earlier. But it's a little bit more explicit now because y'all going to figure the reasons why we have this particular problem. We'll find, I'll let you guys know. But. We'll be back right after this on Beyond This Earth, right after this. Hello, folks. This is Novid Hardback, and welcome to the Coronavirus Report, the Wuhan Crohan Virus, also known as COVID-19. This is Beyond the Earth, Beyond This Earth. The truth is starting to come out. New York Post. This was set up in a lab. Other sources, not from the meat market, other particular places. A cult, a religious cult, a religious cult connected to the worst tragedies both in the whole world and especially in Japan in South Korea there's a connection to them and the particular Amshiriko and that's strangely enough um, the Japanese government did put out something of that nature of a cult which they had changed their name. That 
this particular cult are the super spreader of this virus. As of right now, official standings, 4,334 passed away of the virus in China. There is at least 133 in South Korea, 71 in Japan, 12 in the States, one has died in Iran, two have died in Iran, several others have been infected. Italy shut down because of the coronavirus. They're not telling you the truth. In Japan, there were some cancellations of major events. So far, no one has died in Japan, but that is about to change. Who knows what will happen? infection is all over the world and some women who have left some people who have left the cruise ship that was set up in Yokohama has stated that they lied to get out of the ship and they're now quarantined or should be quarantined The details of the virus, as I last heard, is devastating. According to the New York Post, Chinese doctors sounding the alarm that coronavirus said the illness can be even deadlier for patients who catch it again, according to a report. So there is a chance that he could be caught twice. The whistleblowing physician is working to fight the virus in Wuhan, the epicenter of the outbreak, revealed that medically cured patients may get may have been getting reinfected. It is highly possible to get reinfected a second time. Let me repeat that again. It is highly probable to get infected a second time. The physician said medication used to treat the virus can have negative side effects on the patient's heart tissue, making them more susceptible to cardiac arrest. A few people have recovered for the first time on their own immune system, but the meds they use are damaging the heart tissue, and when they get it a second time, the antibody doesn't help but make it worse, and they die a sudden death of heart failure. So which means you get reinfected again, which means 
they have to keep them in the hospital for several weeks. The doctor also added that the virus has outsmarted all of us since it could be able to hide symptoms for 24 days, which contradicts the current guidance that the incubation situation is 14 days, two weeks. Excuse me. Once more. The infected patients return false negatives before eventually being diagnosed with the illness. It can fool the test kit. There are cases where they have found the CT scan shows both lungs fully infected, but the test came back negative four times. The fifth test came back positive. The virus, officially known as COVID-19, has killed more than 2,400 people from mainland China. It's now much larger than that, and it's affected 75,000. 74,000, according to this, 75,000 now. Like I said earlier, Italy cancels Venice Carnival amidst Carnival outbreak. Fine coronavirus class. Uh, Crucial pressures can't fight, fight home due to corona fears. Hundreds of Gendanos trying to play on disaffecting actors during the coronavirus uh, outbreak. The news is saying this is turning into a bioweapon or a bad infection of a bat that led into a bioweapon. It came from a hospital. And now, some strange news also coming from um, China. And the strange news is this. The CO2 emissions and the carbon emissions from China have gone down 75% and 25% respectively. So what was the weird thing that a lot of people on the internet looked at when they were, what was that thing that was burning in that area if all the factories are down all over China and most of China? It is a weird thing. He said it was burning bodies or something of that nature. All types of weirdness. Some are saying, look, it's just a flu. This, then, and the other thing. This is a Trump plan and whatnot. Others are saying, this is game time Wody. We only got until April and then the game time starts and everything breaks down. Folks. I'm just going to make this real clear. This is a disaster. Regardless of what people believe or think, this is a disaster. This is what happens when you put your eggs in one basket. You never put your eggs in one basket. You don't even try to put any eggs in one basket. 
You only put some eggs in one basket, and then you put other eggs in one basket. You don't put 50 eggs in, in 50 eggs in a weak-ass basket. You know those 58, one of them is going to break. And if it breaks, you got some mill over the place, it ain't good. The just-in-time model of transferring uh, entities and all the rest of these things, such as um, antibiotics and all the tools for antibiotics to transfer uh, all the other stuff that we buy, electronics, that sort of thing. That coronavirus is going to disrupt. Is going to disrupt everything concerning trade, concerning the re things that we buy in America in ways that you cannot possibly predict. Those manufacturing items in China, those that manufacture the toys, the electronics, that sort of thing, they have been down for at least 10 days. A majority of them have been down for at least 10 days. The back orders are stretching out to the six month range, and a lot of people need to get it to payroll. Especially, this is the biggest disaster to hit the pharmaceutical and medical industry in the history of their existence. Why do I say it is the through the in existence? Because 80, 60 to 80 percent of every single antibiotic is based in China, which was the craziest move Western powers have ever done. It is beyond sickening to give that sort of technological and economic national security power to another country. It is very dark to realize this. Whether people like it or not, it is going to take three years. If we're lucky, we're, if this thing continues, and it will continue, and it will get bad. If nothing gets fixed before Feb before March 31st, Ma folks, y'all in trouble. Y'all in serious trouble. Get to March 31st and nothing gets moving. It is going to take at least three years for China to get back into anywhere near where they were before this pandemic started. If it don't make it through that type of thing, 
then expect this. If it don't take that long, if it takes longer than that, you add at least six months. Every week past the 31st of March. That it doesn't get it. You add another month. You add another six months. Every week. So, we're in a three-year period. We could go into a three-year period now. It could get every week at six months. The longer this gets and the worse it gets. If it, it reaches, I told you, if it reaches no worth of a down, of a thousand, we got a something worse than that. <clears throat> and that's what's going to happen. It is going to be a disaster. Add six months to it. It is going to be a disaster. An economic disaster that they cannot recover from China. Because once they figure out who did who and who did what and why wasn't this taken care of, who stole from who, it becomes a criminal investigation. And once it becomes a criminal investigation, people are going to start getting blamed. China ain't going to survive this one. No, 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 no. Especially with the things that happen in Hong Kong. Oh, no. Oh, no. You've seen disasters, bruh. I've seen disasters, bruh. This is a disaster if we survive this. And there's a very small chance. Because certain conspiracy folks from all over the conspiracy websites are saying... This is it, Brett, man. It, we done. We done. This is the key. The game's over. There's no way we gain out of this one. Even if this thing touches a million people and a million people die, that's it. We done. Everything gets fucked. It doesn't even have to be... The strangest thing is, is that most of the people that have passed away are a lot older. You understand that? A lot of this, because here's the thing, the way governments handle their things concerning old people, healthcare, the whole lot of it, right? So each government, when they set up their budget, they set up a budget is saying, okay, we got to do something about these pensions, Right? So they have to pay old people pensions and it comes into the GDP because they have to buy stuff, they have to get stuff, all these metals and things and whatnot. It adds into GDP. So they recognize this thing as a part of the GDP and all the rest of these things, right? What happens if, and we've seen with this coronavirus that a lot of these people are about 50, 60, 70 years old. So Some of them 80 years old. And they get infected, they pass away, and all the rest of these things. And then they start getting sick and whatnot. And others getting sick, excuse me.
you do realize that a lot of these people in these countries, especially Japan, South Korea, they are advanced age, and they don't have replacement ones. We're enough of a replacement uh, um, population to get back into it, and they are trying to figure out, and they have put it in their um in the mathematical calculations, right about who succeeds, who fails, that sort of, uh, uh, about who, uh, about how many people are going to need health insurance that uh, are going to be in those, um, um, in those wards, in those old people's wards and such on, and so on. If they're not there in those nursing homes, if they're not being taken care of, if they're missing pieces there, and especially in America, um, and all the older uh, places where they have a much old, larger older population and younger, then watch out. That's economic disaster on the entrails. And its entrails are going to be bad. I'm talking about a collapse of nearly 35% of the world's GDP. This is based on health on healthcare alone for the elderly and those that they're at mid-age towards elderly. It is a disaster that people will never recover from it's a it's a disaster it's a disaster because there's two because the whole concept of what they do for immigration is to replace and the whole lot of these things is to continue to keep the old people alive as much as possible when they don't if coronavirus arrives and it hits the elderly more than it does the youth, then you're going to have a situation where you didn't train enough for the youth. The youth, there isn't enough youth to take over. The youth don't want to take over. And then they ain't getting their resources because they have new ways of trying to screw people over even worse. You're going to have economic and social disasters y'all can't possibly predict. Especially now, in the United States, where the whole basis of Bernie Sanders uh, is health care and health insurance. China has a socialistic program. Basically, free health care. And this is what happens when a breakout takes place. It's that bad. It's really that bad. Folks, I'm going to make sure y'all understand 
where we are right now. I said when this show was a different, completely different show, that 2020 was the woody year. That everything comes to a head this year. Not that it comes to a head this year in November with the economic situation. I also said there could be things that could happen anytime that could exacerbate the economic situation. We got ourselves the black swan. Literally the black swan. Come on now, they call it COVID! What does COVID remind you of? The trickster raven! The murder of crow. The murder. A conspiracy of crows? COVID! COVID! 19. Hmm? Come on now. COVID! COVID! Ravens, crows, the whole nine yards! Symbol of death. You don't know well how you name things. Be careful how you name things, folks. Be very cautious. Anything could happen in the next couple of months. In between that time, that could exacerbate the problem. And I also said for many years, China's done. In five years. Five, because they weren't going to get any of their plans through because something was going to break down. Either North Korea was going to break down, either it was going to be another SARS epidemic that was going to happen, or there was going to be problems in their economic situation. It could be any of those things. China was done in five years. I said it about... Three years ago, and I said it way, way earlier, four and a half years ago on the Twitter handle. I said it. China was done in some form or fashion. We're now in that five-year period, and guess what? This is the end of the China experiment. Not only they had to deal with Hong Kong, now they got to deal with coronavirus. And here's the worst thing about it. They made all of Asia look bad. Let me tell you why I said it. There is, this came at the worst time for China. It came at the time when they were supposed to celebrate their New Year's. That's the Chinese New Year. Year of the which, or mouse, was supposed to be more favorable for them this year. More favorable. But people forget that rats do are fecund, do carry disease. So what happened? This happened. 
It's crazy. But it also hurts a lot of Asian company, uh, uh, co countries because it gives a bad look. And you saw it with some of the complaints about the racist um, antics being done. It gives a bad look to China and to much of Asia that they are considered to be sick men in the East and especially with the Olympics coming around and the whole nine yards concerning that. You have an issue with that particular way of living life and you want to show yourself different and be different and act different and succeed differently and to be seen as both strong, not only towards your people, but to, to the rest of the world, you do that in the Olympic Games. And you do that in that Olympic Showcase. Can't have it now if everybody is being infected, and especially a lot of older people being infected, because those older people need to be out there to see even if it is maybe the last time the whole people and the whole world joining together and coming in the res in into the Olympic Games with a symbol of respect and the rest of those things and to know that the country and your society and your household and your family will live on past you that you did leave something the world better than you have left it before that's the whole thing and that may not happen now because of the bullshit that has been somewhat officially stated by the mainstream media that this came from a lab and a whole lot of other things as well so that's what it is and it, it's really going to hurt so we will have more updates as it becomes available. As of right now, I have to update the one for South Korea. It's not at 185. It's now at 300. And it's now going to rise even higher with the confirmation of the super inf infector. Um, there's four stories coming now concerning where this virus started one from the bat one from the uh, Wuhan uh, lab another from there and how it spreads and and how it was spread it in South Korea and a whole lot of these things as well Singapore had 81 cases but no deaths Japan actually has 71 is actually increased actually I'm just going to give you the stats from Johns Hopkins. These are the global cases as of right now. We have to go back all the way down. Only one in Lebanon, Nepal, Cambodia, Israel, Belgium, Finland, Sweden, Egypt, and Sri Lanka. Two in Spain, two in Russia. Three in India, three in the Philippines, nine in the UK, and in Canada. 
10 in Macau, 12 in France, 13 in the United Arab Emirates, 16 in Vietnam, 16 in Germany, 22 in Australia and Malaysia, 28 in Taiwan, 35 in the U.S., 35 in Thailand. Iran is at 43 with two deaths. Hong Kong, 74, no deaths. Singapore, 89, no deaths. Italy, 132, two confirmed cases are de dead. Japan, 135, no confirmed cases dead. 602, South Korea. It's now at 602. 634 considered to be others. Mainland China at 77,000. At 77,000. 77, here are the total deaths. It's at 2,467. In mainland China, it is mostly in Hubei. 2,346 deaths, 19 deaths in the Haiyan, 8 deaths a day, 8 deaths in Iran. More from China. Korea has 6 deaths out of the 100, out of the 602. 3 deaths in Italy. 2 deaths from the Diamond Shed Cruise, 1 death in Japan despite it having. 800 uh, um, one down one down 138 35 cases one death in the philippines it did but that death actually happened earlier and it was a chinese national so the majority of them are in chinese the recovery is there but they can get reinfected so most of them today on the other side there the three recovered there, San Diego County, Santa Clara, and Seattle, Washington. They have recovered, but they can be reinfected again. So, they showed the map there. Those are the confirmed cases, and that is coming from Johns Hopkins University. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious. It is going to continue to be serious. It's going to get northwards of 100,000 once it gets there. There is no telling where it will stop. Now they're asking people to go back to work, even though they got coronavirus. If they have the infection, it is their fault. They, 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 they're just causing even more problems. They did not give them enough time. That's the game, folks. I'm sorry to tell people this. It's the game. I hate to tell people this, but... Everybody better get prepared. They better get prepared. And I hope to God that a lot of the people that we've been watching in the sports world and all the day just really take care of themselves because reinfection is possible. And it is my hope that everything will be, it is my hope that this is not as serious as it is. But what I am hearing from a lot of people and a lot of places that even if this thing does not cause the pandemic, if it is just neutralized under China, 
the economics of this of the world economy is screwed beyond all comprehension. This was the year everything was supposed to get into another stage and they're not gonna get there. And so it is deeply unfortunate. We'll have more of the coronavirus as it develops throughout the weeks to come on Beyond This Earth. We'll be back right after this with more Beyond This Earth right after this. participation in esports you know up to maybe even 80 percent is sponsorship and partnership dollars i think that makes sense for a lot of reasons it sits really close to what you would do with like a traditional sports team deal there's yes. a lot of reasons why you'd want access to this audience now but as soon as that turns into and this is something i face personally conversations with media departments they tend to not be in the know on this stuff and they That's want right. to apply very traditional media metrics for right. valuing That's how right. they're going to buy or promote um, content or exposure yes. or activations yep. in the esports space, and that's become a huge roadblock. Yes. What are your approaches or advice or recommendations Fortune for trying to get Fortune that? Fortune 1000 companies need to fire their media agencies of record. <laughs> Listen, think about what you're just saying. You're 100% right. And the reason they do that is they make much more money in buying traditional other things or, pro, you know, Media agencies love their black boxes of programmatic because they're making tons of money. Like, this is the business I'm actually in, full-time. It's a very easy answer. It's the same thing that happened with social. It's why so many brands are declining in market share. The vested interest of the six holding companies' media departments and their clients are completely in opposite directions. 90% of the media spent in America is being spent through a media agency that is a publicly traded company that is trying to maximize its own margin every 90 days. How in the world can that be a good service provider? So what's gonna happen? One of two things. One, we will continue to see direct-to-consumer brands that don't follow the same playbook continue to tap into market share until the point of the Kellogg's and the Unilever's and the PepsiCo's get so hurt that they'll finally wake up and change their positioning on how they work with agency partners. So really, it's a first mover advantage to anyone who can find a way Always. outside of that traditional of media course. model. That's right. Okay. Or you scare your current agent. Like what real life is, you have enough juice to go to your current agency, Starcon, MediaShare, all those players, and say, if you don't do this, we will put up your business for review because this is strategically where I want to be. Because I've never seen in the history of my business life, and I'm an entrepreneur and a roundabout, and I've been, I, I'm fast, so I've done a lot in 22 years. I've never seen a dynamic where the client feels like the not client in the relationship between brands and their media agencies because of the contracts that they sign that are being done at the highest levels, and, uh, and it's destroying the Fortune 5000 brands. 
Thank you. Yep. Hey, Gary. My name is Max Minsker. I run the uh, esports team for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So my question for you is based on kind of your investment philosophy in terms of esports specifically. So you've said that esports is it's kind of over already, right? Like it's happened. And like if you look at the viewership and the average age of the audience, and then some of the, even the metrics he was showing regarding how to capture that audience, esports obviously has a big market. Yes. And but for you, when you're investing in something like the Rocker, it's not like a perfectly diversified ETF of an esports portfolio, right? It's a specific investment in a specific property. Which so, is highly vulnerable. Exactly. So my question for you is, how do you take that knowledge of the industry and the macro trends that are occurring and where the audience is and translate that into like a micro-investment into one specific property that might have more vulnerability? And then... I think you don't. I think you need to amortize out your bets, right? Like, to your point, the vulnerability of this investment, which was a hefty one for me, is nobody wants to play Call of Duty anymore. I don't know, like... There was, Frogger was awesome when I was a kid. <laughs> like, meanwhile, basketball hasn't gone away. On the flip side, we are now in the early stages of games like Madden and 2K and others that are like, wow, it's still here and it's really here. And Mario and Zelda. And so this is a, this is a complete bet. Back to the biggest point I made, you know, Cargo and the Wilfs. Like, this is a human thing for me as well. That's why I took both. I actually publicly, I'm sure we can find video of it, did not want to invest in publishing IP team sport. Like, I just thought it was too vulnerable to, you know, it's, Ultima Online was a precursor to all this. Like, I've watched, I've been watching. This was a move for a lot of reasons. To me, this is a franchise that I feel has, first of all, this is a limited franchise. This is a global sport, but first party shooter Call of Duty is much more Americanized than it is Asia or th other things. So, again, very eyes wide open going into it. For me, diversifying comes in a lot of ways. You know, Vayner Sports is very focused. From day the day AJ and I started Vayner Sports, which I own a NFL sports representation business, we rep 30 football players. But from day one, esports is the lead second sport we want to get into. Um, when I started making this deal, I had to figure out like wh which side am I sitting on? What can I do? Do I have to rep people outside? You know, so I'm going through all that, but that's huge. Two, look, Vayner Media as a creative and media agency is a thought leader in strategy around this, you know, category. So as you can imagine, me looking forward, the way I'm going to hedge is I'm probably going to have an agency that's making 30 to 50 million in in consulting strategy and creative output fee for helping brands get into this space better. Uh, I might bring back ice hockey on Nintendo and be the best player, make five million a year playing it. Um, I may invest in, in whatever emerges as the Chuck E. Cheese or Buffalo Wild Wings. Good, um, Jeff Tyler. Jeff. Um, so you grew up a Knicks fan. I did. You watch basketball off the outside, you keep a fan of the Knicks. For eSports players, I mean, they may play the game, become a fan, maybe to learn more or to understand the game better, or, or they understand what they're watching. How does the outside fan become a fan of eSports? And will sports betting find its way into eSports? Number two, yes. Betting yep. finds its way everywhere. Um, why don't you keep it, Jeff, just in case there's a little jamming here. The 1982 NBA Finals were on tape delay in America. Yep. Not live. That's how little interest. Cable, right, as you know, you know, changed so many things, the interest in different things. Everything is based on the ability to consume it, right? So when you think about the NFL not being able to sell out Super Bowl one, 
football itself not being a great sport on radio versus what it was on television. All of this has ever been is one big game of media consumption to build awareness, to build interest. The reason esports is what I'm claiming it is, is predicated on the world where actual consumption is and will continue to grow in is native to esports more than it's native to the other sports. So it again, and this is what's so powerful, there are so many people that consume esports that are native to the consumption platforms of Twitch and Mixer and YouTube, right? Yep. You might not get the 64-year-old TV watcher because occasionally something may show up on ESPN or ABC, but you completely own everybody under the age of 25. It is easier for 13-year-old Charlie today in school to consume esports than the NHL or the NBA. The end. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a great comp. The reason boxing is no longer, you know where I'm going, because yeah. you're old enough to live through the whole cycle, and I am as well. Thanks for that. But, but, and, but, I, but, I, but I throw myself in the same mix, right? Is, and you had, you know, given probably whatever our age gap is, you, have it, you had it even better than me. I became a boxing fan because I saw Michael Tyson fights, Michael Tyson fights, on ABC, Wild World Sports, and ESPN before he beat Trevor Burbick to become the youngest heavyweight champ because he was brutal and wild and it was something, because I could see it. He, through his insane popularity, and, and for the youngsters in here, you can't imagine what Mike Tyson's popularity was in 1987. Like, it was uncomfortable. Um, with, his, with him and the heavyweight division going where it went, as you know, and the money came in, it all went pay-per-view, which meant guys and gals like you and I couldn't watch it on Saturday at morning. No more Ray Bam Boom Boom Mancini and Sugar Ray Let The real fights were on on Saturday morning, right? That was awareness for free. It went pay. This was my point about Major League Baseball. Baseball destroyed itself a decade ago by creating Bam, owning all digital rights, and not letting any of the kids see anything. If one of us put up a video of Maurer hitting a home run here, they took it down. So um, that's why. Got it? Because this has been written. It's funny, I was an atrocious student, but there was one class besides gym that I got good grades in, it was history, and, in, and it, I never really fully got it. And only in the last two or three years have I had an epiphany, I'm like, huh, I make so many of my business decisions as an entrepreneur completely predicated on history. And and because history will tell you the future, this is always, if you look at it, and this, I've done this, so you'll appreciate this. If you look at horse racing and boxing and then football and basketball and baseball, this has been one big game of what's available to be seen and what fits the medium the best. And esports fits the next medium the best. That was Gary Vanterluck, also known as Gary V, in an interview question session that they had with the eSports company Venture they helping the Minnesota rocker that does things for Call of Duty. This is Novin Hollerback from Beyond This Earth. And I want this to be a recognition. You heard 10 minutes of this about the whole eSports thing because I am going to bring it back to what is going on in baseball right now. The grand cheating scandal facing baseball right now is darker than you can possibly imagine.
Whereas baseball goes, America goes. And so we had an issue with the 2017 and 2019 winners of the World Championship of Baseball. That is the Houston Astros. The Houston, if you haven't been sleeping on the the Houston Astros has been accused of cheating in the championship game. Stealing signals. Stealing signals. Wiretapping. Knowing when the pitcher is going to make the pitch. Because there's gentleman rules and all the rest of these things. I want you to understand how cynical this truly is and how baseball has made a ginormous error, especially with some of their players and especially with some of their, uh, some of these players and how they are viewed right now by their, um, coder, by their, um, compatriots and colleagues in the league. The reason why I played that 10-minute clip and that last three minutes are important is because when Bug Seeley created BAM, and this is what he said, baseball destroyed itself for the next 10 years, a decade ago, because once they made BAM 10 years ago, which is 2008, around the same time of the economic crash, and making things worse around the time when the internet was constricted with all these bandwidth issues. Once baseball created BAM, one of the best, and let's not be, let's be fair to BAM, one of the best video codecs in the history of the internet is owned by Major League Baseball. And BAM helps a lot of the other entities out, especially with digital rights management and a whole lot of these things. And a lot of these companies, and Disney itself, also now buys BAM, but pays Major League Baseball a stipend of the money in order for them to continue to use the technology that Major League Baseball made. And now BAM is all over the place, especially in Disney Plus and the whole lot of it. They were the only people that developed their technology in a certain way. We're going to talk to people that are close to BAM in a couple of weeks because this is an important issue that we need to discuss. Some of it is my opinion, but some of it is some observation. Gary B. stated that baseball doesn't have any stars. That's what he said, but it does not have the people or the dead that will watch baseball and will become fans of baseball in the future. That it has become a sleepy sport. And that the ratings will never reach the same type of ratings that the NFL and the other and the other places do. The NFL got a little bit lucky. If this is if Gary V is the case, 
because the digital rights management contracts for the NFL did not get serious until 2014. And then they started cracking down, but they kind of left the lever open around 2016, 2018. The NBA is a little bit more forthwith with the way they handle where people play and whatnot, uh, uh, their videos and whatnot, who can air these videos and, and, and digital rights management and digital rights management. Baseball went backwards, said they were going to control the content, and now they can't see it. And now it's very rarely seen. The other two network, the, the other two were somewhat ready for the next generation, and that's why you still have a huge amount of people still watching in the urban areas basketball and football. He says esports is a part of and native to the thing, so the ratings for all these things will be lower on the television side, but much higher on the internet side, especially with League of Legends. Especially with, especially with League of Legends, especially with um, Call of Duty, especially with Fortnite and that particular things as well. He also states that there will become a interesting trick concerning how they are going to bring gambling back into the business. Especially with the concept of esports, even though Gambling was one of the reasons why CSGO popped up so crazily because they were trying to sell all these knives and how cool the knives were. A similar idea was used in Fortnite with the V-Bucks concept, but that was a little bit more subdued, if you want to put it in that particular terms. Baseball is going through the cheating scandal because baseball, after the Cubs won in 2016, baseball had an identity crisis. And part of that identity crisis comes back to what happened in 2008 with the digital right management thing that they decided to do with, with, with the creation of BAM. Baseball decided to contract their digital rights management to, their, to themselves. But as technology progressed and they wanted to share the big hits and all the rest of it, you couldn't do that. They took it down. Bam! And Major League Baseball started taking everything down, not then. So the very thing that made America America, the very sport that is connected to America, baseball, was not seen on the thing that America had made successful, the internet, which was backwards in all sense of the term. The Cheney scandal came out was to bring awareness to Houston. Now, Houston went through a lot of things in the years that they got Verlander and all the rest of it, but there were issues concerning with um, the floods in Houston, if we remember and we recall, and where um, J.J. Watt gave a lot of money 
to help those that were hurt in those uh, Houston floods, which rarely floods, but had flooded. And so a lot of goodwill was given to the Houston Astros. And then when they won the championship, everybody began to understand baseball is back. We're a baseball town. They moved to the American League. Everything has changed. These guys are the best in the world. We approve of themselves and whatnot. But it now has come out that that goodwill, especially then, has to deal with cheating. And it is because that baseball as a whole, outside of the 20, outside of the 2006 World Series, which was one of the best World Series they played, went game, went seven games. Everybody was cheering, delayed for 40 minutes, and then everybody came back and the greatest ending ever. Come on now, you can't beat that. That's baseball. And even with all that, they could have changed the digital rights management. And they didn't do it. And baseball hurt itself now with a new commissioner who says their title is just a piece of metal. So you have a digital rights management problem that you started in 2018 when you brought bring, when you pushed everything back. Those particular things in the NFL and the NBA don't really started to get worse in the NFL, but then they started to lean back a little bit. And then when the new contract comes around, everybody's going to get a share in it because everybody's going to pay a whole lot of money to this league because this league is making money on the television side more than anything else in television outside of Jeopardy and outside of other sports. The only thing that comes close to it that is a drama is NCIS on CBS skews 70 plus. Young Sheldon, 65 plus. The youngest skewing show that even gets anywhere near under 45 is 9-11 from Fox. Both one and North and Lone Star. The youngest did the skews younger in cable is AEW Pro Wrestling on Wednesdays. They skew 45. They get a whole lot of two 11 and 13 year old boys. AEW realized that they're all over Instagram and Twitter and um they're all over in YouTube. They have six shows on YouTube, plus Chris Jericho, plus the of Sammy Guevara. They're all over YouTube. WWE only has like three of them, but they get a lot of views. Those views skew female. Another thing, because we're short of time today, that Gary V talked about is what will be the secondary companies, such like a Dave and Buster's and all the rest of it, that will get money. 
Buffalo Wild Wings will get money from this esports thing. One of the things that is going to hurt esports ultimately is the video game industry itself. Especially aspects of it dealing with the fighting game community with the FGC and their provincial things. Esports as it's constituted cannot work. Especially in the FGC, especially with Call of Duty and a whole lot of it. I can see an aspect of this particular Call of Duty and the whole lot of it have to be changed in different ways. That means that the video game industry is at a crossroads right now. A gigantic crossroads. Especially with the next generation coming up. It could go down because of China, but what have you. But let's just say this thing passes over and whatnot. They're in a giant situation. And the situation is this. You have entities being built up for esports. The video game business has only one choice. They have to build industrial strength coding for these esports platforms. That means that they must go back into the past, into the way the arcades were done. That means ultimately they're going to have to build something of the nature of an esports esports platform that is similar to what they do in the uh back in the past y'all remember that years ago we had this emulation movement uh you know zohar's domain which was based in a which one of the people who created zohar's domain was a student at the community college of philadelphia they did interviews about him back in the past and that sort of thing and so one of the things they tried to do is reverse engineer a couple of things so one of the things they found in their reverse engineering, which we recently saw on Twitter, um, one of the day I don't have the name of the person that showed it, but it was a fascinating look into the way how Nintendo handled their and how other people handled um, arcade platforms and arcade setups and arcade desk, as it were. In order to for people to play games, you know the coin games that you play Street Fighter on and all the rest of it. So and all the the ROMs and the whatnot. So one way of doing this is by having a interesting setup where there's a software code inside the hardware. You know what that means. You know what it means. You know what it means. They used it called it's called assembler language, or they use aspects of the assembler language there. It was called the WLA six eighty five eighty five six five eight one six micro assembler. It used that particular architecture and the architecture in the software. So you have the ROM, the ROM in order like pilot wings, for example. The ROM will contact or ask for a code from the actual hardware from the assembler. If the thing matches, 
then the next action will be shown on the screen. So like say you had a situation where the thing crashes. Well, the reason why it crashes is a form of piracy protection. So if it crashes, you don't have the actual ROM or the technology in the ROM it does not exist there. So instead of the thing, it will land in a certain way. That's one way of doing it. It's a similar way they did it for most of the um, arcade boards in that particular sense. The video game industry, if they want esports to succeed, are going to have to build dedicated services and dedicated hardware. When it comes to fighting games, if they want to go old school, they have to have their own screen. They have to have their own way of facility. They must be on either side of the platform. And they get on the platform and they start fighting. They have to stand up. That sort of thing. And they win in those particular sets. They can make it as comfortable as possible on top of the thing to make sure their hands don't get stuck into the thing or whatnot. But as long as it is a standard and it is based on esports and the programming is based for esports and not just for the general public, then I will start talking about this thing is being there and maybe in the future something of that nature I will join in that particular type of venture. They have to develop those technologies for Call of Duty and for Fortnite and for all these things. Making it the same thing as something that something that is picked up and play is not going to succeed for very long. That doesn't mean, oh, there's a separation. No, but there is a difference. That means you build the video game industry is going to have to get away from mobile industry if they're going to make esports a thing. They're going to have to do it. They cannot have three masters. If they want esports to succeed, they must get rid most of their mobile platforms must be must go either by the wayside or must be limited in scope. Because this esports thing, you're going to have to get hardware there. You're going to have to build hardware that they know they can control. That means they're going to have to build their own assembler programs in order to develop it. And they have to develop 3D programs, 3D shit, technologies, and all the rest of it. The only two companies I know that can do those particular things, NVIDIA, which has aspects of the old silicon graphics technology in a lot of their programming and architecture, and AMD. Those are the only two companies that did. They have to build the uh, esports technologies. That is their next step. Their next step is to build the esports technology so everybody can get these things together. That means that ultimately, all the corporate, all the companies that make these particular games for multiplayer and all the rest of these things will have to build three different versions of their game. And you're seeing aspects of it already happening. They're building single-player esports le level, and and you're already seeing it with the PlayStation Five 
um, setups that there are going to download two different sets of the game, which means there are two different games in one disc. That is ultimately what's going to happen. There's going to be three different versions of this particular day. An esports version will have a checksum and a certain type of programming language you can't emulate because somebody owns that particular part and it can't be used. However, you still have you will still recruit people from those particular areas and all those other things from the mobile side and whatnot. You will still have competition on the lower level on that particular end, but you're not going to have the type of things where oh this editing and whatnot and all the rest of these things with the censorship and the whole lot of it. If they just build any sports only platform for that one, and we won't have the issues with the censorship with the because one is for other folks. Another one is for um another one is for a multiplayer. And the other one is for that. And then you pay for the multiplayer and on the whole lot of these things. And you have DLC for beautiful single and then separate. That's what's beginning to happen. And a similar thing is going to happen with uh esports so you're going to have an industrial based programming language for all of these particular things uh epic and all the rest of these things are coming out they doesn't mean that they still can't make their own regular games and whatnot single player games and whatnot but if they want esports to be successful they have to split the project level into esports and they, and they have to develop those particular things they met me they have to hire People that know what they're doing in programming and in architecture and in assembler to pull this off. Otherwise, the industry is going to collapse on itself because you have too many people. You have one system where there need to be three systems. Casuals play with the casual day. They still have the technicalities and all the rest of it. They can go to multiplayer. Multiplayer has two different levels. One more, not necessarily casual, but those that just want to play for fun and those trying to get into esports. And then you have the esports version, which have teams, all the rest of these things. They'll set it up for you, all the rest of it, and it can be done in very simple terms. Otherwise, the industry is going to collapse on its own hubris. So there can be success in esports. Another thing, there can be success in esports and all the rest of these particular things. I see his concept becoming successful. That baseball money, however, the baseball money that a lot of these NFL players left on the floor, Mahomes and Kyle Murray, they left that money on the floor. Remember that? They're paid outrageous amounts of money for the baseball to have this disaster, especially when they are trying to bring in a lot of Latino and African Americans back into baseball. Is a big black guy to the whole league to the whole to the whole major leagues 
as of right now, if another CBA comes around, there's going to be a strike. And there's going to be calls to get rid of the Astros or at least take out all the management and the majority of the players a part of this because they don't believe. And a lot of the players have said, said this. They don't believe they can trust playing against the Astros. And I absolutely agree with them. This cheating scandal is beyond the pale. But what does this say about America? So goes America, so goes baseball. If we have a cheating scandal because they brought everything back in to try to protect their intellectual property, as it were, from the internet and all the rest of these things, but forced to cheat in order to make them more successful in order to have good intentions of it. You can see the issues that are happening with Bernie Sanders. And you can see the issues that happened with Trump back in 2016. A lot of people are cheating off of it. And similarly to what is happening with it, they're blaming something else. America is a tinfoil, this, that, and the other thing. And they're making all sorts of jokes. And people are actually against the commissioner and creating this whole narrative that it wasn't that too serious and all the rest of these things. You can see what's happening with Bernie Sanders getting cheated out and now becoming the, uh, the de facto leader in the Democratic Party at this particular time. And you can see what happened with the three years that Donald Trump was investigated at, for the Russian investigation and the Ukrainian call that no one understands that cheating cannot live and survive. And pretty much because nobody understands what happened in 2016 and the scandal, the actual scandal that took place and the scandal surrounding it took place, and they're just shooing away for nothing, they're hurting the legacy of baseball when it concerns to the Astros in a similar way these investigations and the cheating they did on Bernie Sanders and the investigations they have done on Donald Trump in this particular Democratic establishment or the neoliberal establishment is also hurting America's standing in the rest of the world when it is needed the most. There's something to think about and some interesting issues to think about as we go through and go beyond this earth. One more factoid about this particular thing, and it's dealing with entertainment as well. If you haven't heard recently, uh, Don Deal, who worked at uh, DC Comics, has left. Um, and as their Confish TV has been reporting that he has left, that the comic industry is heading towards that particular end. And a lot of the things that have happened since then. One of the reasons why we're in this particular predicament is because that there was a strong independent influence um, entity such as Spawn and the rest of them that was cutting into the market share of Superman and the rest of them back in 91, back in 87 to 91. And they were selling better than a lot of the other comics. 
and a lot of the comic books that it was afraid, and a lot of the things that happened in 93, the changeover from the CBS rights, from the NFC rights to Fox, the changeover of government from Clinton, from Bush to Clinton, and a lot of the changeovers that happened in that particular decade, loss of opportunities and all the rest of these things as well. All of these things led into what happened in 1993 with the speculators that came out in 93. We, that came out in 93 after Superman died and then all these things and the speculators did, the greatest moment, the death of a hero, the saddest story of all time. It changed the industry forever in the worst way when the speculators came around. Then the whole thing with the, uh, with the Clone Wars saga and the whole rest of it, nearly bankrupt Marvel. Same way this thing happened to DC. The speculators began to go crazy. And that is why we're in the mess that we're in today. Because there were challenges outside of the, of the industry. Watchmen being one of those challenges, which DC later bought over and later tried to say we're going to there were challenges outside the industry and the challenges started to get make inroads there and there you are they couldn't face up to the challenges of image comics and all the rest of these things but they're also suffering the same type of types of things as well and now the whole woke thing which is pretty much giving those that don't have the talent or need time to get through the talent or have personal issues that have never been written down, that no one has showcased and show way in a way to get people to read it and understand their plight instead of doing catchphrases and catch memes and the whole thing that Jason Jordan has, uh, Jordan was talking about the island of misfit black girls. And what a crazy statement. A semi-true statement, but a crazy statement nevertheless from a guy who's working for Bloomberg or wants Bloomberg to win. That now has showcased itself is and, and reared his ugly head. And they have never taught them how to write all those stories into a coherent narrative that people will want to listen to we had woke stories for many years go back to the 1970s it was way worse than it is now no it was just as worse as it is now 1990s it was a little bit crazy folks you had the sister soldiers and the whole lot of it but you had milestone you have all these other people you had all these other comic books you had women duffy every one of them the Charleston Comics line. Come on now, be for real. So that's where we are. So Crownfish TV was talking about it and saying that they are going to unify everything, which they pretty much, which Warner Brothers pretty much said they're going to unify anything, everything. And they built it with Crunchyroll. And it looks like Crunchyroll might have a powerful say in the new Warner Brothers animation. Like I said before, 
cheating to become victorious. But it's not going to last. And you're seeing the fights beginning to begin in Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers only has one, two good, pro three good products left. Adult Swim, Toonami, and AEW Pro Wrestling. Those are the three. They have nothing else. Outside of the things they do for HBO and the rest of it. Now they put everything on HBO's banner. It is going to be very difficult to pull all of this out and think they're going to be Netflix. And another thing, in order to save their own skin, Warner Brothers has said that they're going to put it, uh, the YouTube TV, that it will be an app on YouTube TV that's HBO Max in the future. And HBO Max will have a version of its own um ad version very soon folks you're in big trouble you're in big trouble it's not native as v has stated the native brands in that industry in the in in the internet will be dead or native will secede and you will not believe what will succeed on the internet in the future. You're only beginning to see the disaster that is to come. That is one of the reasons why I have told everybody. I have said that especially in the anime industry. I'm running it right now. The streaming platforms and YouTube are going to collapse. Real soon. Shine... Black Swan is coming. It could be China, uh, but I mentioned the China thing earlier, but it could be even worse. Watch out for it. It has already been written as Gary VZ. We'll be back with more Beyond This Earth right after this. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. What am I going to discuss today that I haven't mentioned recently? <laughs> okay. We had a fight. With Zodiac Motherfucker. And I have to explain two things about it. And I think I'm going to make this a little short. And a lot of people don't get why I'm going to say the things I'm about to say. But you're going to have to understand it. Okay? Somewhat related to what we talked about earlier in the two other, in the two other segments. But I have to explain something to you. Zodiac Motherfucker is not a fan of animation at all. At all. He's not a fan. He sees it in kids, kids stuff. Y'all gotta let it. A lot of you people who are in the anime game and in the whole other thing, you gotta let it go. That's not his thing. His thing is action series, action movies with John St with Jeremy Satom as Ch Mark Chelios, 
being the badass, being the motherfucker that goes crazy, that type of dude. The real, t uh, the Irishman and all those types of movies and whatnot. Sometimes he likes video games with anime, manga aspects. He liked um, um, SNK's Whip Girl, who was a part of the storyline there. Uh, the Japanese game he liked is um, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, those types of games. He's fans of those ones. He's not too much of a fan about y'all going for the $60. Y'all complain about it and all the rest of these things. That's the, our little disagreement. I understand where he comes from and all the rest of these things and whatnot. And then, of course, you know, this whole thing. Oh, look at these sore boys and all these other things and whatnot. No wonder these women don't like these motherfuckers and all the rest of it. I'm not worried about it. Folks, I'm going to put this to you. I'm going to put your mind at ease, okay? put your mind at ease i can respect zodiac motherfucker a lot of you guys can't a lot of you guys guys are mad at him for getting mad at him over sonic it's not my it's not his cup of tea you made your point about aesthetics okay i agree on the point of aesthetics you don't go after people who don't like the art and don't like it and say oh these people are wrong this and the other thing and whatnot let his opinions be said because he said it on his Twitter handle today. Anything he says in his timeline is law. It is not meant to be fucked with. It's the same thing with you guys. Everything you said in your timeline is law. So for y'all to go after him and ban him from Twitter, it's it's stupid. But it shows your lack of social intelligence that people cannot have a differing opinion about the way they want to live their lives. That doesn't hurt people. It doesn't hurt the society as a whole. Because I think the problem is with a lot of these neo-right, pseudo-right, pseudo new-right, reactionary-right, the whole lot of it is, is that a lot of you came from a liberal center, a, a liberalized area of life, and you've been betrayed by the way women behave and the media acts and how the media lies and all these other things. And you try to look for leaders to try to help you out and all these rest of these things. Folks, let me put this to you this way. I told motherfuckers, and it is really simple. Media can't do it. And it's very simple. Okay. Left wing and right wing don't give a fuck about it. I'm center right. I believe the families are more important. I believe that family is more important. I believe the other things are more important. But the fundamental problem is, and I have to ask questions a lot of times with a lot of the people that I do follow on Twitter that kind of dismiss, like a Vince Russo, kind of dismiss the work and the issues that um, Jason DeMarco puts out kind of dismiss a lot of the things that Eli Schiff put out that a lot of the other people that I 
posted on Twitter, like Adam Thornsrow puts out on Twitter, like Michael Tracy does, um, Mark Ames and his and his colleagues in that particular sense. And uh, um, Yasha Levine and his work on this thing, on uh, the secret uh, military history of the internet, which exposes a lot of the left-wing apparatus and how they use the internet to get what they want that you're now seeing right now that is now coalescing together. And a lot of the other ideas that cars Yarvin with your urban and all the rest of these things being planets. And now that we have to build new types of computer systems for the first times in 40 years, and we're starting to build different things and all of that nature. But how can all this happen? How can all this happen when a lot of the people that went after Zodiac motherfucker, a lot of people that went after this man are not that smart. And not socially intelligent and may not be as intelligent as they think they are. Because it takes a lot to say, step back, hold on, think about it for a minute. This guy has a different opinion about these things. And when the Joker came around, you see, I have the sense and the wherewithal to say, raise your fist, has an opinion that is correct through his way of seeing through history that says that the Joker should have never existed long enough. Fair argument. There's another one that says about the movie, this movie has wonderful to and a wonderful storyline and actually talks about the situations that are going on in America today. That's also a beautiful thing, and that also makes sense. Another one says, movie's all right, this, that, and the other thing, well done. I can see that in the same sense. So that motherfucker comes up and says, and eh, you know, this, that, and the other day, not, nah, it did pretty good. Nah, it was awesome in certain cases, but you know, so, so. Then you have another one comes up and says, look, they could have done better on the sense that if they allowed Jared Leto to talk the way he did and wanted to do the real Joker, it would have been a much better version than Jockwing's Joker. Because this Joker is kind of like saying that they're not on the meds, they're on this, that, and the other thing. I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago, a few months ago, about the differing opinions about the Joker. But they're all the right, but they're all centered on a reality. It says Joker was a good movie. The Joker had merit. That's what I'm trying to say. The Joker had merit. That's the difference. Now all you say, well, he don't have merit, this, that, and the other thing. Other people can have the other opinions about these particular things. And they can disagree with it. But someone that says that doesn't have merit doesn't mean that his opinions are wrong or his I, or his way of seeing life is wrong. We have made the mistake, especially on the right. A lot of, a, a lot of people on the right have made the mistake 
that the opinions of certain people are discrediting and disavowing of people being in one's company. There has to be some form of tension. Otherwise, we ain't going to get the right, say, steel to hold up a building. Or we aren't going to have the diamond that will look great on an engagement ring. Or we're not going to get the gold to make it look good so that it can hold up the diamond in the engagement ring. Or we're not going to have the services we need in order for a internet connection to work. You gotta have that tension. Or we're not be able to get certain things on time. Our generation unfortunately does not want to deal with the tension because in a lot of places there was tension that came too early in their life. But in certain places they were able to succeed and in other places they couldn't deal with that tension. And y'all have to get through with it and all the rest of it. But I just want to continue on this aspect. Twitter then, after I tried to defend the whole thing about I tried to defend Zodiac, I got, well, the account on Twitter got railroaded because I was defending Zodiac. Because I said, look, I know women ain't that good. There are whores all over the place. But going after Zodiac ain't that good. It ain't wise. That is what I got banned on. Because I was being insensitive to this society's issues and all the rest of these things and whatnot. I'm going to put this in real simple terms, folks. And it's somewhat related to the whole thing about Zodiac motherfuckers and say, you guys going out like this and in uh, kids' clothes and all the rest of these things. Where are the manhood? Where's the man? All the rest of these things and whatnot. I'd somewhat agree with him. I'd somewhat agree with him on that aspect. But there is a thing. And one of the reasons why I say these things is simple. It's not necessarily the quality of men. They can dress whatever they want to dress as long as it's masculine. Right? But there is a problem when a lot of men are being raised by a lot of women. By a lot of mothers. That they're not raised by their fathers. Or their fathers are not around to teach them other things at certain points of their life. That they're too that they're not considerate of these particular issues as it were as it were. But we have to call it out because a lot of you, a lot of those who were raised by very bad mothers, mothers they hoard around, and you looking for conservative leadership, you're looking for um, a, a father figure and all the rest of these things. And even Zodiac motherfucker kind of made fun of the whole thing, which I thought it was funny. But 
a lot of you, just like a lot of the leftist females, the leftist feminists, and all the rest of these things, y'all were raised by bad parenting. And it's showcasing with the way y'all treat Zodiac. Now, Zodiac family, as it were, they were hardworking people. They're not always good greeting with Zodiac. They curse them out and all the rest of these things and whatnot. But, you see, Zodiac motherfucker's father is a man. And a lot of you dudes out there going after Zodiac weren't raised by a man, but maybe possibly cucks, but mostly beta men who tried to emulate the strong man of the of the George W. Bush era and those of uh, my way or a highway, the good rock and woo and the old days, Leonard Skinner and all the rest of these things. But Leonard Skinner, Bell Haggard, all these boys, they sang Frank and all the rest of it, getting in the dead, talking to the ladies, and all the rest of it. Rick Flair was styling and profiling. And all the rest of this. But you have to accept the fact that a lot of your fathers weren't that good. And a lot of your fathers were absentee. You have to accept that fact. In some cases, your fathers were not overprotective, not necessarily overconsiderate, but gave way too much of his authority to your mama. And then your mama did the discipline, which she has no capacity, unfortunately, in my own estimation, to do the discipline the way that other people do the discipline because there's a difference the difference being is a deeply psychological difference and a deeply philosophical difference if you want to believe in philosophy maybe it's a deeply spiritual one Men struggle to become where they are. So they finally reach the point they can have children and raise a family, which is in many cases, in many terms, a a selfish act in certain ways. And in this surface act, you bring out other human beings and you have to raise them and take care of them. Society has a dictate of how to make them successful human beings, and you have dictates from your family how to make successful human beings. But these are different people. Not strangers, they're your blood. But these are different people with different attitudes and whatnot. Ryan Stone made a couple of interesting points in the sense that are we raising better people or are we just raising clones? He, he paraphrasing. A lot of these men today want to raise clones of themselves. A lot of them do. A lot of them helicopter parent. A lot of them do the things that they don't do. 
a lot of them still try to hide the truth of how they met. A lot of the things I see with the Tumbarettes and the and those the Sims that follow the Tumbarettes and the whole thing with the Japanese thing, which some of these particular dudes, such as Black Funder Days, kind of support them in order to get into the Tumbarettes pussy because they only see pussy as pussy. Nothing wrong with that, but there has to be standards, of course. There's a difference. Between pussy for just pussy's sake and human beings, women as women that accept their womanhood. Major difference. He's young and he's a little bit older and he don't understand that. A lot of people reach 30, 35 years, especially in the African-American communities, and really don't get that figured out until uh, way, 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 way too late. Way too late. There's a major difference. But I'm not saying hate women or do all these other things or women can't be loved and they can't love men. That's not what people are saying. What I am trying to put out and say is that the quality of women today are not good. And and the quality of women are an example of the way our society treats men. Zodiac motherfucker is a man I respect. But there could be a whole lot of men of the same age that I could respect. But they're not out there because they're all in the LARPing game of high Christianity and all these other things and whatnot. It's similar to Jim. I respect Jim. Jim of ones that Mr. Metacore and Zodiac Motherfucker are the two men I respect on Twitter and on the internet as a whole. So you go after him, you go after them, you go after me. Because they got my respect. But a whole lot of you come in here and LARP games about Christianity and all of that and all the rest of these things. And then you even convince yourselves it's a LARP. But the quality of women today are are congruent to the way men are being treated in this society. And it ain't good. And I talked about the bimbo culture. The bimbo culture only exists is because men ain't shit because you treat men like shit. And you raise men under a muttering influence. The worst thing about it is with the African American community and the whole thing with Jason Jordan making the concept of the island of misfit black girls. Is that he don't know how right and how scary right he is, but the way he said it and the way they now Snoop Dogg is doing his whole apology tour against Gail King, which then tries to go back to the point of the bullshit that's going on in the industry with Kobe Bryant. 
is that Beyond the Misfit Black Girls, that concept, as you were, and I'm not afraid to say it, even though it was said in that horrible context when they were trying to diss Bernie Sanders, who is, has gone out of his way to protect Black Lives Matter from 2016 to the present day. Out of his way to protect all of intersectionality, to be fair. But what Jason Jordan was trying to, Jason Jordan was explaining, and he said it in a horrible direction, is that he is going, that in a reverse way, Sanders is going to bring about the Democratic BS that has kept black men under trapped in these democratic cities and all the rest of these things where they can't get jobs, they can't be successful, all these other things and whatnot. They go into re- jail, the recidivism rates are high, all the rest of these things. And he said that the island of misfit black girls are the reasons why. And he's putting the blame on them. But he's doing it in the backwards direction concerning Bernie Sanders. The unfortunate truth about this is, is that there are very, very little men, little numbers of men that I can go on the internet and ask for their advice. Zodiac Bottavucker is one of them. Jim is another. Mr. Metacore is a, is one of them. Mark Games is another. Um, Yasha Levine is another. Jason DeMarco is another. And all those he works for that's not connected to Country Roll or Kung Gao are another. I can go to them and ask for advice. I'm not going to go and answer the advice from some guy LARPing, talking to some dude by the name of uh, 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 Nick Fuentes and all the rest of these things and whatnot. I can't go to like Charlie Kirk and, uh, and watch him do the whole drag thing and whatnot. I ain't in that. And all the rest of these things. There are very few men, both left and right, that I respect. That I can consider today. Rolo Tomasi is one of them that I respect. I will listen to his opinions. Some of it may not. Some of it I may not agree with. Some of it do. Some of it I do. There's others that I'm starting to have a little bit respect for. But you don't go over here, come up against Zodiac motherfucker, tell this to any other thing, and make yourself look stupid with these arguments about Sonic Hedgehog over uh, um, Birds of Prey. You can't make yourself look stupid like that. In the real sense, I wanted to explain this in the the bimbo um, uh, segment that I had a few weeks ago, but I'm going to explain it here. And I I have to be honest. And I think it, it, it really puts things in perspective into why a lot of things for men are dying off today. 
and why a lot of why I begin to understand a lot of why women get a lot get mad a lot about why they're not good men today. And I begin not to understand oh they're, they're, that's their own issue and whatnot. But I begin to understand certain issues, and I have to say these particular things in a way where it has to be made true. Roll Tomasi has three books and a fourth book coming out. I won't read the third book until I read the fourth because I believe that the fourth book is connected to the third. I think it's a it is a sequel pre-equal to the third. The pre-equal was the third book. The se fourth book is one, two, four, and three. That's the way it should be read, I believe. And once I read the third book out there, then I make a whole review of his opus the reason why he somewhat gets this but i want to expand it a lot of people when they read the road they go into this madness mode when they read about how women actually behave is because they were raised by mothers and they were raised by beta fathers that's the reason an alpha father, even lesser alpha father, if once they read it, they just say, okay, I, rem I, remem I remember now. But I have been so busy in life trying to get things together that, okay, give me a minute. Let me cool myself down. I'm going to get back up to speed in a couple of weeks, but I still have to do a little bit of things, but I'll get back up to speed in a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks, couple of months, I'll get back up to speed. And we'll be back on the whole thing again with new information concerning this particular thing. And I can use it in a little way and some of the other things there that may have worked before but didn't really work in the, in the early days. But a lot of these men who have read these books and some that are starting to see this on the internet as well, this whole thing about going their own way and a whole a lot of it, they were raised by women and they were raised by that. That's not to say that women can't raise children. And can nurture them, but you need two people to ra you need a man and a woman to raise a child. That's what basically Roald Tomasi says. I expanded even further with this. Not only that, they were raised by women. They were raised by women who were jealous of other women's success as mothers. On one end in the real sense and jealous of their looks on the other end so you had insecure women raising children that became even more insecure and then you had this situation where the victim becomes the most powerful person in america and not the entrepreneur not the dead not the go-getter not the person that the boy stops were raised into get people into Mars and all the right into the moon and so on and so forth That's the sad reality and that's why they went after zodiac motherfucker because only a woman or someone raised by a woman
And it very rarely, and I'm running with it, there's very rarely that single fathers are upstanding. There's very rare times that single fathers there are upstanding, but it only it's very rare. It's like not really a black swan, but it's something that is rare. Okay. Only a man raised by a woman, a single parent mother, would go to Zodiac motherfucker and scream that he beat out all these things to a guy who's not even interested in the bullshit. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a symbol of somebody that is like that. And here's the sad reality of the situation at hand, okay? And I'll make this clear. And I said this a little bit earlier, but I'm going to make it even more explicit. A lot of these men would have been better off. You know, 80% of the men in the world will not get 80% of the women. 80% of the women wants to go with the 20% of the men in this country, in this land, whether it, of men of status and wealth. And all those are all infamy status and wealth. The 80% are just there. Out of the 80% of men of there, 50 of them, especially in this particular generation, would be better off in the LGBT community. 50 of 50% 50 of the 80% of that one. And 75% of that 50% would have been better off transitioning. Fifty percent of the eighty. So let's take a number, folks, just to make it clear and put this in in simple terms. I'm gonna make this clear, so I just write it down. We have a hundred, right? Hundred men, right? And a hundred women. Right? I'm running this down as we speak. Male here, women here. Write it down with me, folks. Eighty percent of men. Oh, hold on. Eighty percent of women. Eighty percent of women. That's eighty percent. That's eighty percent. Will only go with twenty percent of the males. Okay, that leaves eighty percent of the males. Eighty percent male. Without that one. Okay. Now one half. One half, that's 40% of these males would have been better off LGBT. That's 40% of this. 75% of the 40. Excuse me. Sorry. 
75% of the 40 would have been better off transitioning. Okay? That's one half of the 80%. So that's 40%. That's one half of the male... Of the of these males would have been better off LGBT, and seventy five percent of them would have been better off transgender. Because for the life of me, I can't understand why we have a culture where. Sims do what Sims do. They're better off becoming the girl than to lose their soul in another female. Because this society is taking away whatever masculinity has left. And you saw it when they went after Zodiac motherfucker. You got a lot of things to fix. And you better fix them real quick. I'm not going to stay here because look, I'm a man. I'm going to let y'all know. You have female in front of me and you think you're going to put, you going to play games with me. You, you got another thing coming. Don't play games. I ain't that dude. Don't go after Zodiac motherfucker. Ever again. Swear to get your act together. I said what I meant. We're raising, we live in a country that is turning into a prostitution paradise. Don't play games with me. That's all I got to say about that issue. We'll be back right after this with more Beyond This Earth. Hey folks, um, upcoming in a, in a future episode of... Uh, the other radio show, Kagan No Side, we are going to focus on uh, a show called Ki uh, Kazuku Asteroid, which talks about space and a whole lot of these things. And it will be a pretty much a happy show with all those nice things and whatnot. And so I hope everyone will get a chance to enjoy that particular program particular episode where we do that special session it will be both on kagan no side and on the final part of beyond this segment of beyond this earth in an upcoming episode sometime in around april of this year so we won't give we won't give hard dates but i'm thinking the 25th of april that will be the earliest date for that so watch out for that one it's going to be really interesting it'll be short but It'll be real interesting on that particular aspect as well. In interesting news in space, Orion, the constellation is changing. It seems that one of the stars is lopsided. You know, the one called Betelgeuse, 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 or Harry Star in Arabic, Arabic. That particular star has been... um is lopsided in certain ways. So the constellation is changing from its original position. 
And there was another thing as well, dealing with asteroids, that they figured out a couple of things that asteroids have. Moons are smaller objects rotating around them as well. One of them is interesting called Mother Sylvia, Remus, and Romulus. That's the other one dealing with space today. Uh, someone tried to lift off using a rocket and then to try to prove the Earth was flat, but it exploded and he crashed. So that's the other interesting news of that day. Um, I'm going to have to make a couple of announcements and a couple of ideas concerning Sonic just to end the show today. Um, upcoming, we are heading towards Lent. That's starting on the 26th of February, and it will end on the 9th. There will be no episode on the week of the 6th to the 9th to the 10th. There will be no episode on that day because of Holy Week and is also spring break in most of the other places as well. So we won't have that. Most of March, we are going to do something a little different. Um, we're going to talk about certain aspects of ding, certain aspects of newer topics and other things that um, Michael Tessarian and other people have been talking about recently. And it is connected to what Rollo Tomasi has been talking about as well. Uh, I think it will be an interesting interlude into those things, things as well. I uh, hope that you read some of the articles earlier. I hope that you joined um, Unslaved as soon as you can. Um, things are not as getting, things are getting really crazy really fast. And it is up to you to make those decisions. I think one of the reasons why <clears throat> I had to look into certain things that Tessarian was doing before I went to Tomasi, in a way, was to realize where we need to go and how one builds their life. And what Tomasi said and Tessarian saying is congruent to each other in certain ways. Some parts are not all there, but the things that fit, the things that fit uh, is really important. And uh, I think it is important to start the process into talking into these particular things into a more positive, if not necessarily positive, a more satisfying well not necessarily satisfying but a direction that will bring better fruit to the rest of us as human beings um and that's one of the things that i'm going to be working on we are have to mention something about at status and sonic the hedgehog What you don't understand and what people are not beginning to realize is that aesthetics matter over ethics and matter over a lot of things there. The movie may have not have been the movie that people wanted to see, but they wanted 
the character to look like the character as much as possible to their youth that the character should have been. And $45 million later, well, actually a lot more than that. Actually, I'll have the, the, the actual larger number after two weeks in. Sonic the Hedgehog in his first week was at $70 million. And then it got another three-day uh, uptick to $26 million per. So it has made about $150 million. It got back all of its money. It is a rare family film. Kinda. A big success for Paramount, which lost, which Sony lost the rights to. That Sony Pictures lost the rights to. Paramount thought they were going. They they got it in the secondary market. They had all the tools ready to go, and it's pretty much that from here on out they got a brand new franchise they could play around with. And Sonic now has something to do more with Paramount. You'll see television series on the 3D side of the game and all the rest of these days. But aesthetics matter more, excuse me, than ethics. And aesthetics matter more to all these things than a lot of the other aspects there. If a film is aesthetically good, it can survive. Now, it's not just that a film today, but at least 60% of a film can be survived on its aesthetics. A film or a video game or all that they cannot survive on their aesthetics must have some of the best gameplay around in order to survive, and it must be simplified in order for somebody to say, hey, this ain't a bad game, give it a chance a few in a few years' time. But aesthetics matter more, but aesthetics have to matter more, and it must connect it to the actual story of the video game, story of the video game, story of the, um, of the movie or the music or that sort of thing. And, and it must have these aspects in it. That's why art is important. That's why artistry is important. And people forget this to their own detriment. And you see it in the, interesting things that I'm beginning to see and when it comes to uh, UI and UX design. There is a guy out there, he's Nigerian, it's uh, David Amumbe. Um, he had a couple of uh, dribble posts and uh, uh, medium um, essay about neo-schoolism that um, they showed some fantastic looking, actually better looking than what things are looking now, but a fantastic app, app looking thing that they have for Spotify and, and um, all these other musical items and whatnot that has depth, that has bevels, that has things that look like um, video game con- like um, beatboxes and all the things that we see now. I can see a, a movement towards those particular areas when we start moving to 
something like the urban system and all the rest of these things, this neo-scutomorphism, as it were. These aesthetics will help sell all these other things there. Could fix a lot of the problems with YouTube and all these other things. One of the things that people are now beginning to have to realize is that the aesthetics match the person drawing it. And if the person's just drawing it, just drawing it, oh, it looks this, that, and the other thing is stiff. There's no movement. There's no action. It's also a focus and a reaction on the artist itself. And you're beginning to see aspects of it and the way they design these particular things, high angles, all the rest of these things and whatnot. And you're beginning to see those aspects as well. Aesthetics are the reason why the video game industry seems lost. Aesthetics when it comes to esports, especially with the way they do the international, the international what? Well, everybody calls it the international, but they call know it as League of Legends, but the way the production values are, you can see the way the production values are done. In a similar way, the way that FOTS has have moved away from the FOTS designs into a more action-based design, strong-based designs, anime-type designs, comic book-type designs, more masculine type of designs. Their aesthetics are some of the more interesting aesthetics they have done for both the SFL and the NFL. You're going to see a similar work Concerning with CBS when they do their Super Bowl 55, which is five years from their Super Bowl 50, when they overall changed the way the look of CBS Sports into a more boring but semi-professional thing. One of the things I'm thinking they should use is some aspects of this new uh, um, skewism, which uh, Fox employs. Let them do the research on it, and in about a couple of months. They'll figure out how they're going to put this technology and make it work together with what they want to plan to do with Troy cutting this for the Super Bowl in the future. But aesthetics makes you money. And people need to recognize that. And it also rings true for the way women look. There is a way to make women beautiful, homely, sexual, and otherwise without being a bimble slut and all the rest of these things. There are ways to do it. The Japanese have done it for years. They still continue to do it. There are ways they can do it in, in a classy manner, but America doesn't want to do things in a classy manner. And a lot of the women who are in the Patreon world, the gum world, world the world, the OnlyFans, the Just Fans world don't know how to do it. It is kind of sad and kind of real disappointing that William Belly in America and certain uh, transgendered women in Japan know how to become a sexual entity in all their Instagram posts better than any of the women, regardless of any race, doing the whole Sugar Land thing in Atlanta, which is a particular skill set that one needs to have. And all of their copiers have done for decades. The last great one was Von Teist. She's reached an age where 
the burlesque houses getting over the hill. But in Japan, it's a whole business. It's a whole lifestyle. It's a whole beauty and artistry in the game. And that artistry does not leave the burlesque house. It continues into the other places in the blue industries that they have over there in Japan as well, which is are more technical and more aspirational than what we see in the United States, especially in the cosplay um, E-Dot world that we see today. Just to think about things in a different direction concerning Sonic the Hedgehog and how looks can make money in this world and in the next worlds as well, especially as we go into the space race. Thank you for listening to this episode of the <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Surf. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. This is Novid Hollaback. That's Hollaback. We will see you guys as we go Beyond the Surf next week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you get your podcasts and radio shows. I still call this a radio show. Take care. Have a nice week. More details on this virus and more detail on the coronavirus, the COVID virus, the Raven virus, the conspiracy of crows virus, and more about Bernie Sanders becoming the standard bearer of the Democratic Party. We'll have a discussion about that, but I want to leave you with this thought. Bernie Sanders is now giving the people what they want, and the media is going crazy because he's doing it. Same thing with Trump, and the media went crazy on that. Watch them put the screws to both men. Find out more next week. Until then, take care of yourselves. We'll see you guys soon.